Wealth Within offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Wealth Within are dedicated to maximising your investment returns. Dark pools have also been around for a long, long, long time, and uh, the ASX has got its own dark pool now as opposed to anything else, and that happens quite regularly. You get the big broking houses that uh, uh, there's only a few really big broking houses, and they, they and what they do is they internally move shares around, and, and obviously if you have a pool of shares and you've got two uh, two clients, one wanting to buy, one wanting to sell, you can switch it within your own pool of assets, and you know, we have stock lending, we have all sorts of different things going on where there's a lot of trades that don't necessarily go onto the market. Obviously, dark pool ones do go onto the market eventually, but there's a lot of trading outside of market hours. Often we see this price move after 4 p.m. There's match-ups. There's all sorts of things going on. So these dark pools aren't necessarily a bad thing, but having these robotic tradings in dark pools, that's not actually adding liquidity to a market. And that's what I was saying to David. The whole argument for having these robots trading the share market was to add liquidity or their argument for having them on there or the people that use them or are, are building these saying, oh, we add liquidity to the market, which is absolute BS. They don't add liquidity to the market. All they're trying to do is make small amounts of money by high-frequency trading, trying to get the, the shares to move by little bits. Uh, and this is where day traders are really going to get caught out. Unless you're a day trader or a very, very short-term trader, these things are really irrelevant to you because they're not going to, ex- uh, they're not going to affect larger movements or the bigger movements in the price of these shares and you need to be understanding that these things whilst they exist and they are a bit of an issue in terms of you'll see the 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 volatility of a share going up and down and all over the place and you go what's going on and you'll get as a trader you'll get false triggers all the time especially the closer you look to the market now so far at the moment i you know to me there was a one of the people he uh, interviewed was a gentleman from uh, I think his name's John Abernathy, and he was saying, oh, he's, he said, high-frequency trading should be banned until the benefits can be proved. And I totally agree with him. I, I don't ever think they're going to prove the benefits. I think it should be banned anyway because, to me, buying and selling shares should be about the value of the shares. Is it undervalued? Is it overvalued? And should you be buying it as an asset class to make money out of? What they're coming up with, all these broking houses, all these people were doing these this high-frequency trading, it's just about either exchanges making more money from trading and or people making more money, all these big institutions making little bits of money at a, a lot of time, a little bit of money a lot of times, to, to make up a big amount of money off everybody else. Uh, and to me, that's really that's not really what the stock exchange is really about. So the tips for you, this is where David sort of got some, some feedback from me. I said, um, basically my comments you know, to, um, to them was that the market's more, you know, it's, they are making the market more volatile. And to me, it's, as I said, it's not, a, it's not a, a quick sprint. It is a marathon. So to me, what you need to be doing as, as an investor or trader is look at the bigger picture all the time. Don't J-trade. Don't try an intraday trade. And especially trying to trade against these because you won't know what they're doing. And those, those algorithms are dynamic sometimes. They'll actually change depending on what's going on in the market and what's happening. So you need to be looking at that. There are a couple of... Uh, David finishes off with seven tips or seven ways to beat speed trading. I don't necessarily agree with some of these ones because they're some, he's been given them from various different experts. Um, number one is buy only quality stocks and for the long term. Totally agree with that. I think that's a great idea. But if you're a medium-term trader, that's also fine. But quality stocks all the time. 
He's also got track your order or risk buying and selling just a single share or two. Um, well, really, if you're placing an order on to the market to buy 100 shares and it's and it's good for the day, that's what's going to happen. And especially if you're buying good shares and big shares and, and really high quality shares, that's what you're actually doing. So, But uh, you should always track your order anyway. You should also, in terms of know what you've bought, check what you've bought, check what you've sold and make sure the transaction's actually happening. So that's what I would agree with. It said, uh, he says, avoid high volume mining stocks. Um, that would depend. I mean, I'd be getting into BHP and Rio if they gave me a signal to buy into them and other big, big stocks or big mining stocks. He said, consider low volume, smaller stocks. That's something that goes against my grain a little bit. A lot of those small valued, smaller stocks have got their own problems. So trying to avoid these algorithmic trading is not a big issue on big, big stocks, um, on the big, high quality stocks and going to low valued, smaller stocks. If they're outside the top one sort of 50, then they're getting too low volume and too outside my suggestion for a lot of people. Um, it said buy an index fund instead. Well, you know, if you're a bit of a trader, well, index funds are great, but they're just going to give you average return. I mean, really, that's what most people are trying to avoid after the GFC. We've seen what the results of index funds have happened. Um, don't be fooled by big price swings in a day. I totally agree with that. They mean nothing um, anymore, and they really, really don't. Price swings, big, large price swings up and down are short-term emotions as well. I continually keep trying to tell traders is one day doesn't make a sheep station. Um, his next point or his last point there or his seven ways of beat to beat speed trading, dollar cost average when buying to avoid price swings. I think dollar cost averaging is a load of rubbish. Um, as most people know from my book, How to Beat the Managed Funds by 20%, is know what you're going to buy and then just go and buy it and take your whole position. Don't try and dollar cost average. Don't try and figure out what it's going to do during the day and place it at times, different times of day, trying to get a better price. What you end up doing is sending yourself around a twist and not really getting very, very far. So as I said, this article I'm going to put on our blog. So if you just go to our homepage, wealthwithin.com.au, the top on the top menu bar, you'll see blog, click on that, you'll see the link to this article, excuse me, moving the paper around. Uh, it's called Share Wars, How the Robots Are Robbing You, and it's by David Potts, a lovely gentleman from Sydney, uh, or journalist from Sydney, and it was printed on the August 26th. Also, as I said, it's on our Facebook page. Hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and I look forward to chatting you again soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Talking Wealth was brought to you by Wealth Within. To learn how you too can maximise your investment returns, call 1300 SHARE TRADE.